You are now tuned into All Bets In with my guys. My guys, my guys, my guys, my guys sports. A man with the dream Guys, sports episode nine, week nine. We're gonna talk some NFL, break down some games. I'm B Spurl, Spurl Online, and always with me here, Moneyline Rich Will. What's happening, Good morning, guys? Man, another day in the dollar, man. Out here trying to get, trying, trying to make it back after the after Vegas. Uh, Take they sold, you know, a couple times out the year. We'll be back on. Hey. Crazy week there in week eight, man. Um, saw some uh, some crazy endings, crazy games. Um, man, one was was one uh, was one that the books probably won. Had a good week this week, so um, uh, you uh, you learn and you just move forward and. Just analyze the games and, uh, you know, you don't win all of them. But uh, let's kind of recap a little bit of, about what we saw on week eight and what happened, tickets and everything. Um, what, what you see in uh, in week eight that really stood out to you? Um, pressed by the Packers, obviously, is my team going into Arizona. Um, what well, game they probably shouldn't have really won. <laughs> Even with choking away at the end without the receivers and Packer defense showed up. I mean, realistically, you know, that they left about 14 points on the board. So I, I think that defense really uh, tore Kyler Murray out in that run game, you know, ran through the Cardinals, really impressed with the Packers, the whole team. Um, Niners also, Niners showed up. You know, they, the game was close early and then they just blew it open and it just wasn't any anything anybody can do about that. Shout out to Garoppolo for playing through injury injury obviously and uh and and covering the spread should almost triple the spread at this point um just very good and, and the defense continue to do what they're supposed to do Philadelphia Eagles uh with a monster win I wasn't expecting that at all I, I there was no even close to even on my game to look at but definitely impressed with that um and uh two or Mike uh was it Mike White what a killer I'm this this is going to be a quarterback controversy for a while because it looks like even Josh Johnson tonight, it, it really looks like Mike LaFleur, the little brother of Matt LaFleur, can make every quarterback win but Zach Wilson. So uh, shout, shout out to Mike uh, White for, you know, really out there slinging that rock and, you know, leading, leading the week of passing yards. And then lastly, the Saints. Uh, they seem to have the Buccaneers number, and that defense is ferocious and – they seem to know how to pick Brady off, and they seem to know how to put pressure on him enough to to make him make mistakes by only rushing for or, or blitzing him or just keeping him out. And I would say the most undervalued player in this week is Antonio Brown. When Antonio Brown plays, Tom Brady doesn't lose. So I think that's really a, a, a sticker to how good Antonio Brown is and what he does to that offense. Hey, that's that's crazy. You uh, you mentioned that uh, about Antonio Brown because I was I was thinking about that game too, and I was like, I want to see 
I want I'm I'm gonna be looking at Tampa Bay next time they play and Antonio Brown is playing because that seemed like a game where they simply just uh, the Saints simply was just like all right Lattimore plays Mike Evans really well anyway so you got one on one there they know Godwin wants to play in the middle of the field crossing routes deep overs. And it's almost like it seemed like the, all the interceptions were very similar. It was trying to hit that over route. And they basically is it's almost like Dennis Allen was like, all right, whoever's the safety, you're just going to not show coverage. And then you're just going to play midfield and you're going to double that route every time because it almost seemed like they had it pinpointed. So I'm like, OK, you got Antonio Brown out there can you do that anymore? Cause now you can't just leave him one-on-one by itself outside with a, with a second corner. So I'm like that, that's going to definitely change the dynamic of, of that chess match next, next time they play. So now that was a good point you made about Antonio Brown. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it just, it's not, it's not good for them. You know, Gronk tried to play. He didn't finish the game, obviously. But just you know, their their health obviously is important. But they're they're not. They can definitely get hot. But if Antonio Brown doesn't play, I, I don't really like their chances of of, of repeating. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't like it. If they have to match up with the Rams. I think that's a that's a really that's a really bad matchup for them. Um, but yeah, no, I would say um, um, oh. I picked uh I had the Jags as an upset uh of the week. Um I was I was definitely wrong about that one. Um I think you even mentioned it. Um, you know, you're not sure if they're really trying to win. And I think they're kind of just um um that kind of just showed that they're not they're they're not really worried about, you know, competing probably majority of the season. Um so that was that was one that I felt was gonna be closer. Uh, so shout out to the Seahawks, man, for actually getting it done. And Geno Smith undefeated <laughs> against the spread. <laughs> so um, they went out there and handled business. I didn't think that game was going to go that route. Um, and then, yeah, shout out Mike White. Um, even though I was on the other side, um, hey, I, you got to salute performances like that. I mean, he he went in there and, and beat them. You know, they was lead, Bengals was leading the AFC at that time and to go in there and win the game. Um, that was, that was pretty big. I mean, a little controversy at the end. I wasn't on the full game. But I did have a, a teaser on that game. And, um, Hey, sometimes, um, you, you on the wrong side of, of Vegas. And that was a game that, um, I was definitely on the wrong side because you could tell once that game was remotely close, they they made sure that um that the Jets was gonna cover that game if not have a chance to win when you especially when you got a game like that and all the money's on one side. Um, Absolutely. That was that was one and that was a play I made actually early in the week. So you know hindsight looking back and especially how I'm looking to attack this week. Um, that was a, a a game that I probably didn't have to play early. Um, it was best to probably watch how the news and information trickles in and, and wait. Cause you know, I think we was even talking about that game, how it jumped up, um, you know, at the very end, right before, even right before kickoff. And it's like, 
Yeah, that was that was a game that if you had more information, you probably wasn't uh, you probably maybe stay away from. So um, yeah, def- definitely was on the wrong side of that one. Uh, I don't know if you got any other comments about that game. Uh, not about them. The, the Rams game obviously was a, was a, was a, a killer by Vegas. They you doesn't want the game where you like you say you had to get early and yeah. lock it in often because them two points was <laughs> them two points were killer. Even you know it, it, sixteen and a half is one the hook will get you every time and yeah. the sixteen you couldn't even push the hook made it a loss and it just it just wasn't a good it wasn't a good day. Yeah. No, and and that was one. Um, 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 I know you you had it on the had it on one of the picks, but that was one where, man, first half, exactly, <laughs> take the first That's half it. of the game, you know, or even the team total. I think we was talking about that. It's like, all right, we know they're yeah. gonna score thirty. I think the team total was like thirty and a half, you know. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and and also getting there early because I think it came out at like fourteen and. 14 and a half and got all the way up to 16 and a half. So, um, yeah, as long as you didn't get it at the very last minute, you, you, uh, worst push at 16. I think they won by 16 points, but, um, yeah, that would, that was, that was one you probably, uh, got, got at the end. Um, uh, I will say another game. I, um, like you mentioned that Eagles lions game, that's another one of those games where, you know, not realizing, I think, uh, and I didn't. I didn't have any play of this. I'm just talking about the general. Look like seemed yeah. like the general betting public. Um, um, not realizing that the Lions are a bad team and that they can only fight and get up to fight so many times. Where it's like they're just not good. They're going to get beat. And I think that was an example of it. That you know they're they're just not good. So. Um, yeah. And there was a lot of money on that on the Lions side in that game. A lot of people was Lions money line, you know, Lions plus three, three and a half. And I mean, that, that game wasn't even close. <laughs> wasn't close at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, as far as as I didn't I didn't make any late plays during the week. I had just one uh one uh, two plays. I had the under on the um. Frisco Chicago game. Um, that one ended up going over at the last second. They got in field goal range to kick the field goal. Um and um uh, and the other side I had Buffalo. Um, I'm sorry, that was a straight bet, just the first half. Uh so I, I did lose that one. They finished with 22 in the first half. And and I had a teaser on Buffalo, which you know they end up uh, covering that. But um the other side was Cincinnati down to three. Um and that one, that one didn't get through. And that was, I made those plays early in the week and I didn't even really play anything else. So it was kind of a tough week. Um, so I didn't even feel comfortable making late plays, but there there was still some out there. Um, even I think at the end of last show, I threw out Denver. Um, yeah, yeah. Denver, Denver money line. That was one I, I, I felt, uh, felt good about. That was on a list of Rams team total. Um, so there was a few um, that was there that I didn't didn't play, but um, you know that's just uh, that's just kind of part of. It. So we just dig at it again this week and um, you know see how we can break these down and get to the window and and uh, cash some tickets this week. Yep, I agree.
so yeah that's that's pretty much it man um Rams, oh, Rams trading for Von Miller, just some news updates, and then Winston and Henry out for the season. So um, definitely something to keep keep an eye on as uh, as these go. One thing I'm trying to keep an eye on is how much to really value Der- Derrick Henry to the line, you know. So, um, you know, we'll definitely be able to see a test of that um, this upcoming week. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm on, I'm on board with you there. A lot of stuff going on in the league. Um, who else did we mention? Uh, Odell Beckham probably get released. <laughs> um, yeah. Multiple teams need him. Philly, I mean, we can go out there. There's probably not a team in the league that can't use him, use his services at all, you know. Somebody's obviously going to get him the ball, of course, but I wouldn't be surprised that he can't probably go to any squad. Yeah. Um, he needs to go somewhere where he can revitalize his career. So I think he needs to be very, very careful to where he can thrive. Frisco, I think, is a good place for him. Um, even the Steelers wouldn't even be a bad place for him because they need another wide out. Philly definitely can use him. Um, man, the place that first well, place that comes to mind for me is Vegas. Yeah, Vegas definitely needs him because <laughs> he'll get the t- he'll get the targets. Their car yeah, is not shy about throwing his guys the ball. He'll throw you the ball. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But like I said, if he wants to win, he, I think he needs to more focus on revitalizing his career and, and milking his legacy other than trying to other than trying to win at this point. You know, he needs to show the world that he's still good and he could take a one-year deal for the rest of this year and, and, and sign a monster contract for whoever he wants to play for. Yeah. So going to Green Bay would, would throw his career over the top because he'd probably win. But you couldn't stop him at that point. Um, but 49ers also, I think, will revitalize his career and, and make Garoppolo actually turn to something different. But you got to think about long term. Is Trey Lance going to give him the ball? So he got a lot. He has a lot to think about. New England would be good, but can Mac Jones throw the ball far enough to go down there? You know, there's just, the Chargers would be good for him too. That'd be a good little open spot for him too. Got a quarterback to sling that thing. So you know, there's there's a lot of spots for him to go. It just depends on what what he wants to do. Definitely seems like he wants the ball. Definitely seems like <laughs> hey, even the Chiefs. You can go to fuck he can go to damn Chiefs and, and ball out. I won't be don't be surprised if he don't show up to the Chiefs uniform either. Hey. It's you know, like you said, it's a lot of teams that could use use his talent. Um it actually be, gotta be a good locker Chiefs, room. Honestly. Yeah, it gotta be a good locker room, yeah. yeah. No, I am uh I agree with you on that one. Um all right. Well, cool. Let's go week ahead. And, nine. Yeah, let's jump into week nine. Uh, first game we got here, we got the Vikings at the Ravens. This game opened at uh, Baltimore six with a total of 49 and a half. Uh, and it's been pretty much sitting sitting around the same. Seen a little tick down to five and a half right back to six. But uh, that's pretty much the, the consensus number around. Um I know we kind of talked about this game before, but uh, what, what's your what's your look on this one right here? Um, I like the Ravens. Uh, I mean, I like the Ravens to cover my best balance game, which means the over. Um, I like it a lot. Um, a lot of 54% of the money is on the over, uh, while 40% of the tickets are on the over as well. So it's kind of balanced. People like the over 100, not really sure which direction is going to go. Um, I don't like um, – 
I don't like the secondary of the Ravens against Kirk Cousins and and Thielen and and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. I just don't like that matchup for them as a whole. But on the other side, that defense is outdated, and there's nothing that I think they can do to slow Baltimore down. So I don't expect anybody to slow anybody down. So my best bet in this game is the, the over. The Ravens obviously need a win. That division starting to heat up now, starting to get real competitive now. And I think they can ill afford to take an L. One loss ties them with the rest with the with the Bengals as well. And then now the Bengals on the tiebreaker and the Steelers are creeping at I think what the Steelers are five and three as well, four and three as well. The Steelers are four and three. Yeah. Four and three. So I mean one loss, you know, that puts you in the thick of things and, and, and a W keeps you on top. So I think you gotta take advantage of the fact that the that the Browns lost, you got to take advantage of the Bengals lost, and you you got to take advantage of the fact that you gotta you gotta come up on top. Otherwise, you you let the you let them come in and 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 take that spot. But I do not like any really major. I'm not betting inside. I only like the the over on this game at forty nine and a half. Yeah, that's that's not a bad look at all. I mean, the Ravens uh. The Ravens have not been good as far as uh, in pass coverage uh, towards the bottom of the league. I think they've given up 400 yards passing to three different different opponents there. So, um, and you know the Vikings, you know, and they've been talking about the Vikings, uh, I think especially coming off of this, uh, I think majority of the season, but definitely coming off this, is Dallas loss because that was that was just a bad loss. I mean, you don't you you don't lose at home to um, to a team with a backup quarterback when you in when you need yeah. to win games. Um, but they've been talking about how the offense has been starting off very conservative, not passing the ball, not giving Kirk Cousins the opportunity to throw early. So um, you know they've been they've been seeing more about them. Um, possibly opening up the game a little bit more for Kirk Cousins, allowing him to throw the ball. So, you know, they can, um, you know, I think uh, against his Ravens defense, you can attack them through the air. Um, um, Vikings, though, are 30th in pass blocking. Um, and you, we, we know the Ravens are going to blitz. So, you know, the only, only thing that bothers me about the Vikings uh, being able to really score is – you know, they know him for one of those teams when they get off to a bad rhythm and they ain't starting well or starting either with a lead or starting competitively. And, you know, you start just – you can start just mauling the offensive line and, and then, you know, Kirk Cousins can't move. So, you know, and then he starts throwing it away. So um, that's the only thing that concerns me. But, you know, um, the Ravens are not topping the league and, and – um, and, and sack rate either, you know, so that's kind of towards the bottom, even though they blitz a lot, they're not, they're not getting there consistently. So, um, but uh, no, I think it's definitely set up. If any part of this Vikings team is going to show up this week, uh, you would got to think it got to be the offense uh, that has to show up um, and get them, get them a chance to compete, especially them being down a few players on defense. Uh, what was uh, Daniel Hunter out for the season? Um, so you lose pass rushing. Pat Pete has been out for a few weeks. So, you know, um, the offense is going to have to pick it up, you know, in order for this team to be able to compete. So, um, yeah, I kind of I kind of I, 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 I kind of with you on that on that over. I didn't really look at the total on this game much, but that, that's a that's a good point. 
Yeah, no, I, I I like that a lot actually. Yeah. Um I'm I'm leaning towards the side, uh the Ravens side, the six. Uh like I mentioned, I haven't made any plays on anything this week. Um I also may look to taking it on the money line with another game if I see another one. So that is a candidate I got on here is uh, one of my picks, but I definitely um, leaning towards that Raven side to uh, cover the game. But like you said, um, you know, before the Vikings offense is, is going to attack and they got a good chance to do it against this, this Ravens defense. So um, I'm with you on that. Um, Baltimore last 13 coming off a bye nine and four ATS. Uh, so they usually perform pretty well coming off a of bye. Um, and they're 10 and five against the spread last 15 games in general, six and one straight up last seven games at home. So just a couple of trends there for you. Um, did you have anything else on this game? No, nothing on this game for me. Got you. All right. Next game we got here, we got the Chargers at the Eagles. This game opened Chargers two and a half with a total of 50 and a half. Um, and we actually seen it come down on the total a little bit down to 50. And also this line has come down to one and a half. I think in some places it got down to low as one. Um, so definitely some steam move on the Philadelphia side early in the week. Um, Chargers coming off a... Um, a loss to the Patriots at home was 27-24. Um, just didn't look all in rhythm and sync, and Patriots came in there and uh, got, a, got a big W on the road. And uh, we talked about before the Eagles coming off a big blowout win uh, in Detroit over the Lions. Um, what was this? 44-6. So they rolled over the Lions and got a big win there. Um my first initial look on this game was the Chargers, just because I felt like I was getting kind of a uh, – and this is before I even did my did the power rankings. Uh, I thought I was getting a little bit of a discount against the uh, for this Chargers team against the Eagles, who I'm not I'm not really sold on. Um, and after doing my power rankings, it was the line was actually supposed to be closer to Chargers and minus one. And then just trying to just starting to look back at the Eagles a little bit, how they played last game and um, just kind of how, how the money moved on that game. It kind of moved me off the Chargers side a little bit. Um, did you uh, what, what was your initial uh, initial thoughts on this game? I mean, honestly, before I didn't really have a side but when you mentioned to me that the that the uh, Eagles ran the ball 40 plus times. I start to look at it, and what I came up with is these teams are actually evenly matched. Their offensive ranking, according to Pro Football Focus, is 15th offensive ranking for the Chargers, 16th offensive ranking for the, the Eagles, defensive ranking 16th for the Chargers, 14th for the Eagles. They are, they're, to me, they're the same team. And even in those to get even deeper, team comparison. They both uh, – the Chargers run about 70 plays a game. The Eagles run 66. The Chargers run the ball 32% of the time. The Eagles run 35%. They throw the ball – the Chargers throw the ball 68%. Eagles throw the ball 65%. Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts uh, pass the rating when clean. Uh, Justin Herbert is 102.3. Jalen Hurts is 92.9. 
under pressure, Jalen Hurts is, is better, 81.9 to 70.5. They have what well, they're both around 2.5% in turnover worthy plays. This is a this is the equal football team. So when you said that, I was like, why are the two like that? And you mentioned to me, it's like Anderson, Philadelphia. I think that after reading, I think the line is exactly where it needs to be. It's just crazy that 95% of the money or 94% of the money is on the Chargers. Money line. Cash and tickets. It's on the Chargers uh, money line number. Absolutely. Yeah. Even on the cover, it's at 78 and 79. Yeah. No, I, I it, because my, my thing about the Eagles the whole time is they don't run the football. And, um, and they don't run the football, and their defense is just passive. They just let you complete passes. Like, you know, they, they're trying to keep everything in front. You know, and we go back the week, week before, you know, um, you know, against the against the Raiders and watching Derek Carr. I mean, he just completed – I think he had three incompletions the whole game. I think it was like 30, 30 for 33, something like that. I mean, yeah. the ball didn't touch the ground. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. like, okay. It, can the Eagles really do that against this Chargers offense? Can you let Hibbert, uh, Herbert just throw clean all day and move the ball? I think they got enough. I, I was thinking they got enough weapons to be able to score. But then I looked at the Eagles uh, score, uh, move the ball and have a chance to get in the red zone and score. Um, and then I was looking at the Eagles and I was like, okay, they they ran the ball a lot last week. Um, and then I didn't realize they, they got back Howard. So I'm like, you know, my concern with them trying to run the ball was, you know, I felt the the backup running back, uh, Treadwell, I believe his name, you know, he just, he, he's, he's a smaller running back, you know, Scott is a smaller running back. So it's like, okay, how effective are you going to be trying to really hand those dudes the ball against, you know, defenses? Cause I mean, they was playing the Raiders handing those guys the ball and they just look, they fumble fumbling, you know? balls touching the ground I'm like that their run game isn't going to work and just kind of looking at it and I'm like okay they started running the ball and their run efficiency isn't bad so I'm like okay maybe they turn they've starting to turn the tide and decide they're going to run the ball a lot more and if they decide to do that and I think it makes Jalen Hurts you know better you know he don't have to throw as much don't have to um, you can drop back and play some play action, give him some opportunities to have better looks. So, you know, I didn't want to, once I saw that, I didn't, and then just the power rankings, I didn't want to jump in front of that train. So I kind of moved off of, uh, off that charter side, uh, definitely. So, you know, even, uh, you know, even if you get some movement on the, onto the charters, uh, charters moving it back up, I wouldn't even, you know, be mad at any, anybody for taking the Eagles, uh, taking the Eagles and teasing it up, you know, that's that's actually not a bad play because maybe I don't know if they can um, – it, it, the Chargers not being able to stop the run is is just – that's becoming bothersome, you know, because you allowing teams just to move the ball at will against you, and it's hard to win with margin in those situations. So, um, yeah, it's a tough game. I kind of looked at the over – on this game, but it really hasn't moved. It dropped, so I don't, you know, market doesn't seem to, to to agree with that one. So, you know, this one game I kind of don't have a strong opinion as far as one that uh I'm gonna look to bet. But 
it's definitely one I'm glad I looked into more so I can stay off of that, uh, you know, that charger side. Even if they win, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking them at this point. Yeah, I did. They're not um, they're not in a good spot, the Chargers, because a lot is riding on this game. If you lose your 500 with a 500 Chiefs team, and now you're in the middle of the pack, and and, and the Raiders are the, the Raiders are leading the division, and now you start looking at the space or if you are going to make the playoffs. So I think that's not a good spot for them to be in. I don't like the spot that they're in. And um, they got to do something with it. This is a big game. This is actually a really big game for them. Because actually, to think about it, if they lose, everybody's 4-4 four and four right now. To be honest with you, the Denver's 4-4. Four and four, The Chiefs are 4-4. Four and four, The Raiders are the only team that are 5-2. and two, And then they're 4-3. and three. One loss will flip this whole division. Luckily, that Denver got to play Dallas, so it's probably an L for Denver. But, I mean... The Chiefs play the Packers without Rodgers. That could be a win for them, five and four. And then even if the Raiders lose, they still five and three. And you got to up one on you, so you you got to win over them. But they're playing the Giants, so this game is important because they drop, they're probably not making the playoffs. Man, it, it took away their lead. That you know they jumped off to a, a good little lead in the division. <laughs> so that that definitely wouldn't be a good. I mean, they got to win over Vegas and they got to win over Can. Uh, Kansas City early in this, uh, you know, that, that definitely put them in a bad spot. Um, and the Eagles are kind of playing with house money. They're not supposed to win. Nope, so that's not supposed to. So that's a dangerous situation where you're playing against a team who everybody always already riding off, coming off a big blowout win, feeling good about themselves, and they get to come back home, you know. And, uh, you know, you got some, you know, uh, flaws in your, you know, in your defense. You know, it's one of those, one of those things where, um, yeah, it, it definitely knocked me off the Charger side. So um, I was just glad I looked into that definitely a little bit more. Um, yeah, just a quick, a uh, few quick um, trends I saw here. Uh, the Chargers are four and one uh, against the spread last five games on the road. And Philly is one and five straight up uh, last home game, last six home games in general. So just a few there to uh, jot it down. Um, you, did you have anything else on this one? No, nothing on that one. All right, for sure. All right, next game we got here, we got the Browns at the Bengals. Uh, this game open Cincinnati two and a half. Um, with a total of 45 and a half. And uh, it's pretty much been sitting at, uh, two and a half for Cincinnati. I think it bumped up briefly to threes some places and came back down to two and a half. But the over uh, over under has uh, moved up to 47. Um, Browns are coming off um, where they played the Thursday. Was it the Thursday night game last week? Week before? Yeah. Oh, no, they played. Uh, they played. Uh, yeah, they're uh, coming Brown off the Steelers. Thursday. Before the week before they come, they played the Thursday. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday night game. Um, and then they played the uh, Steelers this past week. Um, so got a win. Uh, got a took a loss on uh, at home uh, against the Steelers. Um, very low scoring game. Uh, and they also have uh, you know, their issues going on as far as uh in the locker room. 
Um, and then the Bengals coming off of that big time loss uh, on the road against the Jets. Um, now you got a division matchup here. Um, both teams coming off a loss. So um, I know we kind of talked about this one briefly, you know, a little bit uh, off the show. Um, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the floor to, to share your opinion about this one first. Uh, let me get my, my notes saying low. If you mind starting it and I'll chime in. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, this game, one thing, uh, and I just kind of read this article, um, and this was Stefanski, um, uh, quoted talking about, uh, desperation. This is a game we got to come out and be desperate. It's a desperation game for us. Um, and then I'm looking at this line and this line really, you would think that, you know, with the, um, you know, the OBJ news, um, Cincinnati have played the way they've been playing, you know, um, and Cleveland, you know, been playing, you know, like they've been playing, you would think that this line would have moved um, and caught some Cincinnati, Cincinnati money, um, some movement, but, as soon as it tested three, it came back down to two and a half. Um, um, so this is, um, you know. Crazy spot. It's a crazy spot. You, you would think that it's a Cincinnati spot, but the, the line doesn't seem to say so. Um, the not even giving flipped. them a field goal. No. And the money's flipped. 75% of cash is on Cincinnati. 75% of tickets are on Cleveland, 25% of the cash on Cleveland, 25% of the cash on, on Cincinnati, on tickets on Cincinnati. Um, that's for the money line. For the spread, it's 50-50. Mm-hmm. But for the tickets, it's 68% of Cincinnati. What was the, what was the cash game? Uh, the cash is 50-50 on the spread. Gotcha. Okay, okay. So it's even. Um, on the money line, it's 75 cash. Cincy, 25, Cleveland, and 75% of the tickets are on Cleveland, while 25% of the tickets are on Cincy. So so the the, the world is split on this game. But I'm like you, they, when Baker doesn't play, man, I mean, when uh, Odell doesn't play, they're, they're just they're a better team. I mean, it is what it is. I think Savannah made a point by sitting Odell Beckham down, and I, I think that he has missed. He has missed. I mean, if you watch the video, it's pretty – it's – I mean – you can't blame him, his daddy. He didn't spice that shit up by himself. Somebody with some goddamn skills put that video together and said, "This is how we. This is how we're gonna do it." And um, yeah, it just didn't work out for them. They're a better team uh, without him. Jarvis Landry's there. They got a good tight end. I even like People Jones. You know, I think he's a solid backup or solid uh, number three receiver. And they got two running backs. I mean, there, there's only so much that only so much you can do in and. And Cincy, you know, they got a big playability, but shit, are they gonna have time to throw? Cause you know that that Cleveland team is it's a good spot for them to take over. You know, they lost last week, you only put up 15 points, but you can definitely or 10 points, but you could definitely tell there was something going on in that game because there was a lot of a lot of miscues going on in that game and a lot of emphasis before the game to get Odell the ball. And I think the pressure's off on that. And to me, the two and the hook just says to me that Cleveland money lines them. Yeah, to not to not give them the three points um, is uh, I I would think you know, um, yeah. but 
you know, even now I looked at my par range, I had this game at Cleveland minus one. <laughs> so it's like, all right, um, it, it may be um, it just just that no movement and not going to three uh, just just definitely um, just doesn't doesn't look right. Um, so looking at this game, um, uh, I got on got on here is um, using Cleveland as a uh, as a teaser uh, teaser option. Um, and I think you can use you don't even have to use the extra juice teaser. You can just six points move it from two and a half to eight and a half. Um, you know, Cleveland's going to run the football. So, um, you know, now Cincinnati's been a solid defense this year, but um, they're getting a different type of run run game coming in. Um, so if they're able to have success running the football, they can play action and, um, you know, you can. You can attack through the attack uh, Cincy through the air. I mean, you got to you got a chance. I mean, they coming off a game they just gave up four hundred and and no no knock on Mike uh you know Mike White you know um um you know we don't even know how how good of a player he can he can be yet. So he got an opportunity went out there and, and played really well. But you know they just gave that up to a to a backup quarterback. So you know that. They, they could be a little bit vulnerable as far as through the air. So, um, you know, this is a game I, I can definitely see Cleveland keeping this close. And and if they take control of the game on the ground and, you know, Burrow got sacked a few times, he's been getting pressured. Um, and he has shown that he'll throw you a couple interceptions as well. Like he'll, he'll throw some risky passes. So, you know, um, if – I guess Cleveland's injury report is one I want to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, they've been uh, really beat up uh, this season, the past few games. So um, I want to see who's who's available uh, in the secondary and on the D line. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the only the only thing um, in this game that I look at as far as that that will bother me about the Cleveland side is. Uh, Cincinnati has an advantage with receivers. Um, can Cleveland uh, can Cleveland cover them? Um, you know, and keep them from moving the ball through the air, making you know having big explosive plays. Um, you know, I guess that's the only that's the only real concern I have as far as the matchup. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean Cleveland's above average pass defense. You know, in their top fives and sacks uh, per game. So. You know, if they can bother Joe Burrow and run the football effectively, then they can they, they can win the game. So, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of thinking with you on that one. So, I'm definitely looking at this one to possibly add to a teaser. I haven't decided yet, but um, yeah, I'll be looking to move it from two and a half to eight and a half. Yeah, I I, I agree with you on that one. Okay. Um, let's see. Did you have any other any other takes on that? No, game? I, I, it's just it's a tough spot. I mean, the the Bengals do a lot of things good, but that Browns got a good offensive line. The strength of the Bengals defense is their D line, and they don't have they don't have a fucking secondary to save their life. I, I don't think I honestly don't even think the game's gonna be close. I mean, you can run the ball and keep Joe Burrow on the sidelines, and and that loss they had was heartbreaking, and I definitely think they'll bounce bounce back. But I wouldn't be—I wouldn't even be surprised if it's close early, and at the end they just don't steamroll them. It's only 59 degrees in the daytime, 1 p.m. kickoff, clear skies, so you know, a little, little, little wind. 
And it, it just uh, this game is a, it's a bad spot for the Bengals. Remember, people were all oh, the Bengals are the new champions and they rocked the Ravens and they're going to be number one in their division, a threat to watch out for. And ignoring that they have one of the worst pass defense is in in the in the in the league. So I'm just not with it. Yeah. So no, those those good points on that one. Yeah, the line definitely is the one part of it that stands out the most to me to not get them a three. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But like I said, the way Vegas played us last week, man, it could be fucking fake. But just for, for what the what, what I'm seeing, it says to me that this game should be quick, easy, over and 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 they should they should beat them at least ten. There you go. There you go. Cool. All right. Next game we got here, we got the Pats at the Panthers. This game opened New England three, total of 43. And we're looking at New England three and a half with a total of 41. So some movement on the under, um, the under on this game, uh, moving down to 41. Um, and I think it uh, this line moved up to four, New England four briefly, and came back down to three and a half. So you got some some buy on both sides there. Um, Patriots coming off a game. Uh, where they got a roll win against the Chargers, uh, 27-24. Um, uh, looked, looked at the the, the box score of the game, this, this little misleading. I mean, they had 27 points, but uh, they only scored one offensive touchdown. They had a defensive touchdown and kicked four field goals. So um, scoreboard definitely put the numbers up, but may have been a little misleading as far as the final score. And then the Panthers coming off a division win on the road against the Falcons. Um, defense really played big. Um, and they showed up and got a win 19-13 to 13 on the road against the Falcons. Um, I'm going to kick this one to you first. What's uh, what's your, your initial looks on this game? Ooh, this is a tough one. I initially looked at it. I was heavily on the Patriots. But with McCaffrey coming back and, and – and this secondary is starting to settle in. The only thing I would have a look on it would be the under, because I, I think the Mac Jones is good, but he doesn't have a deep threat. And these, uh, and these, I would say the press man that the Carolina Panthers are going to start migrating more to, um, I would say is going to give Matt Jones a little bit of difficulties because they do got a good D line, and now they got you know they got C.J. Henderson, they got Stephon Gilmore. So they got some people out there that can go toe-to-toe with the receiver that the Patriots have. And Patriots don't really have great receivers at all either. And then on the flip side, is I'm not sure what Carolina really can do to build because this it's like a college offense. And I guarantee you, Bill Belichick's not letting no college offense walk him down and drop any anything more than 17 to 20 points on them. So if that – they only scored 19 against um, – 19 against Carolina, and we don't know if Donald's going to play or P.J. Walker's going to play. If P.J. Walker plays, I like the under even more. Um, I, I don't really have a – I don't have a designated side because it feels like – it almost feels like a trap game. Malinga had a big game against the Chargers, but did we overvalue the Chargers or did we undervalue the Patriots because they're going to grit and grind team? Um, or did or did the Falcons are really bad or how good is Carolina? There's a lot of factors into this. But to me, I, I'm I'm gonna stay off this game. But if I had to bet it, I would take the under. 
Yeah, I'm I'm actually uh uh in, in agreement with you on a on a total um it's actually seems like a better week for totals than it is size. Yeah, I agree. Um, but um I just simply think both of these teams, this is a game where both teams going to have to rely on their defense. And we're talking about two top 10 defenses that's going to play against each other. Um, they're both decent against the run and, you know, enough to be respectable. And they're both really good, solid pass defenses and coverage. And, you know, kind of like what you talked about with uh you know, they're getting guys back. Carolina's secondary is getting Gilmore back, and, you know, they're getting some guys. So, um, and you're playing against a, pa- a pass team with no real wide receiver threat. So, uh, I can see a lot of uh, – a lot of tight end to the tight end. I mean, uh, that might be a – actually might be a prop play to look at. Um, I got to see what how the Panthers are against guarding the tight end, but – um, you know, I could see a lot of passes to Hunter Henry and John o. Smith, um, you know, in a game like this. Um, it, it, you're going to get Belichick that's either going to get Sam Darnold or he's going to get P.J. Walker, regardless. Like, that, that, that's what he gets to face. And we've seen how he's performed against uh, Darnold has performed against Belichick. So um, not, not going to be much scoring on that end. And Darnold has in that – Carolina offense with Darno hasn't been scoring anyway, you know. Um, and then if it's PJ Walker, you you get a little bit of element with the ability, the mobility. But um, you know, like you say, he's kind of a smaller quarterback, and um, you know, I think it'd be difficult for for him to move move the ball against this uh, against this defense. And you know, I'll go back to the other side, the other defense, Carolina. You know, you got a team that's. Um, got a good defensive line, got a good secondary, um, and the Patriots want to run the ball anyway. So, um, you know, I could see this game being like 17, 16, 17, 14, uh, 10, 10, 13, you know, low scoring. So um, that's, that's the one reason why I didn't uh, – when I looked at the game, I didn't like anything. And then – we kind of talked about it. And I kind of like, all right, I kind of see the Patriots side. I'm starting to see a Patriots side. And then I looked, I was like, yeah, but I just think the Panthers defense can just play well enough to keep the games, to keep the game close, you know? So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a game. I'm a, I'm a pass on the side too. Um, I, Power Rink has had this game at New England three and it's, you know, kind of right there. So um and like you said, I, how how uh, how good are the Patriots? You know, um, don't I think it's kind of remains to be unseen. Yeah, I, I agree fully. Yeah, um, a couple a couple of trends here um, that definitely stood out: uh, New England zero and five against the spread last five games versus Carolina. Um, so, you know, remember they in the same different different conference. So, you know, they're not playing uh every year, but uh 0-5 last five matchups. And Carolina is eight and oh straight up last eight games versus the AFC East. Oh so wow. I, so I thought that was pretty um pretty crazy right there. So um yeah, it, it, I'm kind of with you. It definitely could be a trap game um on that Patriots side. So I'm gonna stay away from that from that side, but I I I 
I'm leaning towards a total. Uh, I don't know if I'll play it, but I'm going to throw it on the list and we'll see if it makes it makes it to Sunday. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. All right. Next game we got here, we got the Broncos at the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys are favorite 10 points uh, with a total of 47. And this game opened uh, Dallas favorite nine points with a total of 45 and a half. Uh, Broncos coming off a win at home against the Washington football team. Ugly affair there in Denver. Uh, they they actually almost gave the game away. Uh, pretty pretty crazy ending. Um, and they end up winning that game uh, 17 to 10. And the Cowboys coming off a primetime win without Dak Prescott in Minnesota, uh, beating the Vikings 2016. Um in a game where um started as a favorite and they're moving towards a, a dog. So uh, you know Dallas continues the ATS streak of seven and zero. Um uh so how do you uh how you looking at this game and this Cowboys uh uh this Cowboys team going into um week nine here? Um the only thing I had on this game I like the first half Dallas money line at minus two seventy right now. I think that's the only thing I'm really on it. Um, they should blow them out, but I, I, my battle with the Cowboys right now is I think their defense is overhyped, and I just – I don't really know – I don't really know enough for them to cover – I mean, not to say to cover, but to, to stop a team that can – that obviously can run the ball and has very good skill positions. So I think that's the thing for me. Um, schematically, their defense is good enough to compete. But I and we don't know what Dallas is going to come up with in terms of of being in rhythm, you know. So, but but I but the problem with Denver is they don't score a lot of points, so I don't expect them to get really rolling a game to what's probably damn near like seventeen zero. But I expect them to still compete and come back in the game. So I, I, I'm looking at this game like twenty one twenty eight. I'm just not. I just don't know how good the Cowboy defense are and. For a desperate Broncos team who just traded away their all-time leading sack rusher, um, so obviously they're starting to play with house money now and starting to look somewhat to build a future. So I, I, there, I would see a team like that playing more loosely. Yeah, is it, it'd be interesting to see how that affects the team. You know, is that a downer? Does that bring them down that they, you know, that while they probably feel like they're still competitive, they just uh, trade away, uh, you know, probably the best defensive player, a cornerstone piece they probably had in Denver. Um, and Von Miller, one of the best players in the, in that history of that organization. Um, you know, is that a um, um, does that uh, bring the 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 morale of the of the team down, or is that a uh, a position where you you feel motivated or going forward does that uplift the team that's the I guess that's the um that's the one I don't have an answer for as far as that uh so I'm not sure how they respond um you know to something like that um can kind of can kind of send a a mixed message I think to your team especially a team that um right now you know um they're decimated in the front seven with injuries i mean they they are on um signing guys off the street to play linebacker at this point 
You know, they've been they've been really beat up in that front seven. So, you know, just to send Von Miller off, it's almost like, uh, you know, I, uh, do they feel they waving a waving a towel or, you know, I guess I'm not too sure as far as where they're coming from with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but in this in this, in this game, you know, I'm kind of with you. I think it's starting to, you know, at some point when you cover seven games in a row as a team, the the books are going to start charging you a premium attacks um, to be able to play that team. And, you know, that's coming for the Cowboys if it. If it's this week, you know, I, I don't know if it's next week, but it's coming. Um, and, you know, this could be a spot. One, I don't know who the quarterback is going to be. They say Dak, um, um, you know, but who knows? They kind of said Dak last week and then, you know, end up, you know, kind of making a switch, even though I didn't think it was going to be Dak from the get-go, but they kind of played the game, you know, the whole time. Um, so not knowing who the quarterback is, so. Um, you know, is kind of uh, uh, is kind of concerning. Um, you know, I think the Cowboys actually have a game to um, to burn. You know, I, you to said, me, it, you said who? You said who's? You said who's not? You're not sure is playing. I'm not sure who the quarterback is going to be. Is going to be this for Dallas? Yeah. Oh, they already came out the earlier today and said Dak was going to play. Oh, they said Dak is starting. Yeah, he's going to start. Yeah, he'll start this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, he, said, and, he said he's good to go. So, uh, and, and for me, which is like, I don't know. Do you need to see this? And my thing is like, do you need to start them? Like, because you play the Chiefs next week, you know, you can beat the. The thing is, I think they can beat the Broncos just because I don't think the Broncos can stop them running from running the football. No, <laughs> you know, so. The Cowboys are going to have success running the football, and if you can't stop them from running, you're not going to be able to beat them. Um, so I think the Broncos will definitely have to score some points uh, to be able to keep up. So it's almost like, you know, you Cooper Rush play well on the road. Um, you come back home. Why not? Why? I mean, I, maybe if Dak is 100%, you know, for sure, you know, but – if he's even questionable, I, I would just have Cooper Rush back out there and let him let him play another game. You know, it don't make no sense to to put Dak at risk because they probably gonna have a a low risk game plan anyway. You know, with Dak out there, so um, so in this game, I was at uh, I was originally looking at the Cowboys on the teaser. It was at like nine and nine, nine and a half, ten. You know, so uh, to take it down to a field goal. Um, then I kind of look at the Cowboys team total over, but, um, you know, just because I think they can put up points on the Broncos. Um, but at the same time, I don't know how motivated they are to go out and put up 30 points. So, you know, it's uh, especially if they have a like conservative game plan. Um, and then um, I kind of looked at the over on this game just because kind of what you were saying before, um, I think, I think the Cowboys defense is a little overrated. Uh, they've been getting a lot of turnovers and, you know, getting some sacks, but they give up a lot of yards so teams can move the ball against them. And, you know, the Broncos got some skilled players. They got Judy back. Um, their offensive line is an issue, but they can run the ball and they got skilled players. So, you know, that's that's I'm, I was kind of leaning towards the over in this game. Um, so that's that's my only look. Um, may Like I said, maybe a tease, but I'm not sure if, um, it's kind of getting too high. I don't know if I want to throw that on the tees anymore, but um, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I was definitely thinking that way. Um, yeah, that, that and, and that's the matchup that I'm um, interested in seeing is Dallas uh, defensive line versus Denver's O-line. You know, can they pass protect? Because they haven't been good in pass protection, um, you know, the past few weeks either. Uh, was there anything else yeah. you uh, you had on this game? No, nothing really on that one. Yeah. And uh, another stat here, Denver was bottom 10 in rush defense last three games, so we kind of talked about the advantage with the uh, Cowboys' run defense. All right, next game we got here, we got the Falcons at the Saints. New Orleans' favorite six and a half now with a total of 42. In this game, open New Orleans minus five, total 43 and a half. Uh, Falcons coming off that home loss to the Panthers and the Saints getting a big win at home uh, against the defending champs, uh, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, We kind of talked about this game, too, a little bit off the show. What's your your looks on this one? (coughs) My bad. Um, Bless you. (coughs) Thank you. I like the Saints. I guess I'm the only one because all the money and the tickets are in Atlanta. I just don't know. I don't, I, I'm just trying to figure out what people are still seeing in Atlanta. Honestly, I mean, they're, they're, Matt Ryan should be playing somewhere where he can actually compete because obviously it's pretty clear he can still play. Um, he needs to go somewhere a la San Francisco possibly, um, somewhere where he can still compete and play with. But Calvin really had to take you know some time away from football, which I'm, you know, I'm glad he's able to get his you – know, take time to get his mental health right. Um, but outside of Pitts, they have no running back. They have they literally have no skill positions. Zero. Cordell Patterson has ten to it was seven or eight touchdowns, which is remarkable, being the fact that he started his career as a kick returner and he's been a wide right. receiver and now he's a running back. It's crazy. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Cordell Patterson on that one. For sure. Um, but they don't have anything for me and, and they can't run the ball. So that means Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts are going to go against Marshawn Lattimore and that entire healthy defense, healthy defense. I, I don't like it. I just don't. I don't like it. They are thirtieth in the league in total defense. So hmm. the fact that it's even, I mean, it obviously moved up to six and a half, but the fact that it's trending and the money's on Atlanta to cover is crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta doesn't put up anything seventeen and below. Hey, I don't this- care. Taysom Hill <laughs> plays. I don't care if Trevor and Simeon play. They have enough to move the ball. And they can run the ball crazy. So if I had to take it this game alone, I would tease the under over under up to 48 and a half and just play the under. And just play the under. Yeah. No, I that's the that, smartest bet. Yeah, that's that's a that's a look uh look on that game as well as the under. Uh, and I'm kind of with you. I, I see this game finishing like 20, uh, 23-17 at the highest. Like, I don't think Atlanta is getting, getting over 17 points. Um, like you said, they, they kind of piecing together the run game. Um, kind of just piecing together the run game and without really to have really no um, – no weapons on the outside in the pass game. And, um, you know, granted the New Orleans Saints don't have a great pass rush. Uh, I was actually surprised that they weren't 
weren't that high in the league uh, with their pass rush, but um, you know, I they they can cover, you know, and so especially you only got one weapon in Kyle Pitts, basically. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a tough ask for Matt Ryan at this at this stage to go create offense. So, you know, um, uh, I, I guess I wonder how um, how the Saints, um, you know, use the quarterback. You know, the quarterback spot. Do they does Taysom Hill come in and just take full quarterback duties, or do they play um, Trevor Simeon and just bring in uh, Taysom Hill for the packages? Um, you know, that would be interesting to see that see that dynamic. I know Taysom Hill has been out for, what, like three, three, four weeks or something like that? Yeah, three, four weeks, yeah. Yeah, so that would be interesting to see how they, how they run how they run that. Um, so I, I, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know if the Saints can – I mean, they can if Atlanta just doesn't do anything, but um, – you know, it, it'll probably end up being closer than what I think, but I I would like uh, – I'll probably look to maybe throw the Saints on the money line with another team. Um, uh, so I definitely like that. I lean towards the under, the uh, 42 as well. Um, uh, interesting one, even on stations right now, the Falcons team total is 17 and a half, um, which is, which is kind of weird because – we were just talking about that number that we don't think they get past 17. So um I would I would I would lean towards the under on their team total as well. Um but uh yeah even even uh, that total um that tease on the total um isn't yeah. bad because I don't think that I don't think there'd be much scoring either. Um so I'm 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 kind of with you on that one. Um just some uh, some quick trends I see here. Um, Falcons also 29th in pass blocking. And uh, the Saints have actually uh, – they haven't, over the course of the whole season, been getting to the quarterback, but the past three games they're averaging 3.3 sacks per game. Uh, so it looks like they're trying to – starting to figure a little something out with, uh, with that one. Um, Falcons don't run the ball. They're struggling to move the ball and score. Um Saints eight and three straight up last eleven home games. Falcons one and five against the spread last six games within a division. Uh, Falcons one and six straight up and one and six ATS last seven games against New Orleans. Um, so, uh, not 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 the greatest spot for the for the Saints, but I I, I will say when it first popped up at five, I was kind of like oh, that number looks just funny, uh, but it started moving. Um, so you see that in the fact that you're getting Atlanta money and it's still moving the other direction, that kind of tells you something right there as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, that was surprising. I didn't even see where the money was coming in. So Atlanta getting yeah, 60%, no. of, 62% of well, the Well, no, no. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, on the spread, which is crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, mean I, could, I could see it. I could see it. Be, I can see it a scenario where it can get close. But that Saints defense is hungry. And the way they was tearing Tom Brady up, there's no way in hell Matt Ryan could do anything remarkably close to that. Man. Yeah, 62% of the cash and 72% of the money lines. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Tickets, right? Crazy, right? 
Yeah, so people got on here. They think Atlanta money lines them this week, 72% on that. Hey, I mean, uh, it's a tough path there, man. But, you know, it's the NFL. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm leaning towards the Saints uh, throwing them, uh, probably looking to throw them on the money line with the with the Ravens. Um, so that's one I'm thinking about as well. But that total isn't bad either. So I'm with you on that. All right. You got anything else on that one? No, that's on that one. Got you. All right. Last one we got here. We got the Cardinals at the Niners. Uh, Cardinals open this uh, on this game. Favorite two and a half with a total of 46 and a half. And this game has flipped all the way to the other side. San Francisco uh, now favorite. Um, I think it got up to maybe two Frisco, but I'm seeing one and a half with a total of 45 and a half. So definitely money on Frisco um, and some movement on the uh, total uh, coming towards the under. Um, 49ers coming off a big win. Uh, we talked about that early. Uh, big win against Chicago on the road. Um, and they, they responded uh, to the adversity, uh, put up 33 points and, uh, you know, held off the Chicago, Chicago Bears. So that was definitely a big win for that group. Um, coming home, they get you know healthy. Uh, I think they get Kittle back this week. Um, so um, and then the Cardinals are coming off that Thursday night loss um, to Aaron Rodgers uh, and the Packers with. Um, with a lot of weapons, a lot of guys missing. So not the best loss for the Cardinals at home, but they are on a little extended rest playing against a division opponent. Um, Kyler Murray health in question seems to be in this game. So maybe that's the wider big line change, but uh, what were your, what were your looks at this game on this game? Um, I didn't really have a, a killer look on the side. Um, it's tricky because the Cardinals may have gotten exposed by Green Bay. So I think the under is a good play. But um, I didn't lie. I definitely did not like the way the Cardinals play defense. It was pretty bad. You have a team out there with not the top wide receivers. And I watched them put eight in the box and it still got ran over. Now, granted, it was San Francisco 49 run a uh, uh, scheme and it's the, it's the exact same thing as Green Bay, but Green Bay has a better offensive line, obviously. But it's the same. So should we expect anything different? Is my thing. Does 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 the, does the do the Cardinals can the Cardinals do anything differently to the Niners than what they tried to do to Green Bay? Because it's like identical offense, different quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But Aaron Rodgers didn't play great either. So with running backs and schematic, they can't stop the run. And Frisco likes to run the ball a lot. And I would say the D line in in the D line in Frisco is much better than Green Bay, so I'm just kind of I'm just kind of undecided about a side because I can see the 49ers going there and doing the exact same thing, doing the exact same thing to the Cardinals as Green Bay did. But on the flip side of of the Cardinals is they don't have no secondary in uh in San Francisco, and they got four I would say they got four legitimate. Uh, Hopkins, if he's going to play, because he was hurt. He didn't play a lot in that game. A.J. Green was clueless. And then you got Christian Kirk, and then you got Zach uh, Ertz. So they got weapons. It's just a matter of 
are they going to have time? Because they had Kyler Murray running for his life last on Thursday. And but I can see is is was that the game plan? Put his ass on the sideline and 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 keep him out of rhythm and blitz him because Green Bay don't ever blitz. And they blitz a lot and often, and they hit him and they sacked him. He just was never comfortable the whole game. Man. So it's a tough it's a tough one for me. But it seemed like you know that you know how it is. That's just like what it was for Green Bay. Like that fifteen and one season, Green Bay played Kansas City, and Kansas City jammed them up, and that was a blueprint. The exact same blueprint the New York Giants used on him on Aaron Rodgers that year. They were fifteen and one and beat them in a conference championship. Oh, the Giants. Yep. So yeah. I, because the Cats kids beat them in that year and held them to seven. I think it was like ten points. And Green Bay that year, that first eleven game, they were eleven and zero. Oh, shit, they was averaging damn near thirty five points a game. They went to Kansas City and got tore up. And that same game plan was matched in the playoffs. And I just think that was one of the games for me. It looks like Green Bay found something. Cleveland obviously found it, but their defense couldn't keep up with with the Cardinals. But it's amazing to me how Green Bay's defense kept up with them the way they did. And and the key to it is Devontae Campbell is a great middle linebacker. They have a good middle linebacker in Fred Warner. And they got Bosa. They had, I mean, they they have the athletes to keep him contained. I just think there's a spot where I think that game plan can be mimicked. Yes, that's a good point. I mean, um, if you let the Niners have success running the football, then they they got a chance to play. You know, um, so it's it's one of those games. I didn't I didn't have any. Uh, any look on this game, um, but it definitely, um, you know, I just kind of talking through it and looking at it a little bit more, you know, it definitely uh, makes me like the Niner side. Um, I'm not sure how uh, how urgent, um, you know, uh, how, if I really want to just run and bet the car bet against the Cardinals right now. You know, I, I'm not sure if I just really want to do that either. But if you want to catch them, it's a good time to catch them, you know, right now. And if you're the Niners, it's a good chance to, you know, at least be able to compete, you know, so against a division opponent. And that kind of – you're probably not going to win a division, but it kind of keeps you competitive in the race. Um, so it's, 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 it's a good spot for the Niners. I mean, they typically don't play well as favorites at home. And they struggle against mobile quarterbacks, seems like. So, but hey, you know, they 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 got some momentum and you make great points about, you know, uh, being able to mimic that game plan because you can run on the Cardinals. So if you can run on them and you can keep Murray off the field out of rhythm, especially if they're not practicing this week. So that means they're not taking reps. Um, you know, I think uh hop uh um Hopkins and uh, Murray both didn't practice today either. So now you're talking about one day of practice in between. Granted, they had extra rest, but, um, you know, if they had an extended week and they still not practicing all the way up until, you know, Friday and Saturday, then, you know, that 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 means uh, they're not healthy and there could be some, you know, chemistry, um, you know, breakdowns and issues there as well. So, um yeah, the total. The total. I'm not. I don't know. 
I don't know about the total. It's hard to take unders with a team like the Cardinals because they just yeah you know, exactly. That's the that's the like you said the Niners don't have no secondary, so you know you hit a couple of big shots. You know they can they can score fourteen points themselves in a quarter. Yeah, exactly. So, Crazy, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is a game I definitely uh. You know, maybe if I was looking at this game a little bit more in depth earlier, I could have got, you know, the Niners, um, you know, at a good price of plus points and maybe put them on a teaser. But it was one I wasn't really didn't have a good feel for. So I didn't really look into depth at it. So for me, I'm probably just going to pass on this one. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I, I, I would. I'm inclined to agree with you on that one. I don't I don't see I, I, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard game to bet. The line just kind of just throws you off of it completely because it doesn't give you it doesn't give you an opportunity to play a side. You just got to pick a team. Just got to pick a team, right? Yeah. No, it's um. So even some of these, you know, might might not even be bad to play in play as you see what's going on in the game. Absolutely. Um, you know. Um, yeah. It'd just probably be some different angles, but yeah, I'm with you. It might be a better week for for totals, uh, for sure, because there, there's some decent totals out there. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's the that's the last game, and we we got the. Uh, did you have any thoughts about the primetime games this week? What's that? Titans, Rams, and Bears, Steelers. The Titans, Rams is interesting to me. Um, uh. I think that game, the line is weird. You know, I don't think Bob Miller's going to play this weekend, so we're just getting the regular Rams. But I just see this game's only going to be a shootout or it's going to be really close because whoever that Titan defense is, is a whole different defense. And even though they gave up 31 last week, you know, it just was a – that's a division game. You know, you've seen that opponent several times. So, you know, I just think it's an even match game. I think the Titans have just as many weapons that, that the Rams do on offense – I mean, if you take out Derrick Henry, I will say it's equal. If you had Derrick Henry, you could say that the Titans' offense is better than the Rams, really. I mean, if you want besides Cooper Cup, obviously, but still got A.J. Brown and, and Julio Jones, so who receiving core is better. You know, Cooper Cup is having a, a, a career all-time shit, all-time, you know, year that's going on with him. Like, I've, we've never seen anything like it before. But um, I think the game is a lot closer than the line suggests. I know Derrick Henry is it's easy to say that, but I, I would take the Titans first half if I was going to bet the game because I think they're going to come out and they're going to sling that rock and they're going to put a lot of pressure on that on that secondary. That I don't think that's 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 that good or as good as it was last year in um, in L.A. And as far as the Bears and Steelers, Steelers should just mop them. Honestly, there's just too much going on. They're still hanging. They're still hanging on to Nagy, and it just drives me crazy. Like I just this is over. Pace, it's over. Ryan Pace is over. Matt Nagy, it's over. It's all over. And it's like they're trying to hang on. It's like a bad relationship that you just don't want to let go. And it's like it's time. It's, it needs to go. All of it. You got three. You got a quarterback on there who's won a Super Bowl that you won't even let play. It, something's wrong. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think they make it through the make it through the season. Uh, make it through uh, to next year. I don't know if they they make the switch this season. They probably just at the end of the year just switch it all out. But they could pull the plug 
you know, during the season, especially if they don't look competitive anymore. If they just start looking dead the rest of the season, then, yeah, you might as well, you know, make the move, start looking for your new GM and just let an interim coach just coach the rest of the season, you know, so. Hey, man, it's time, man. (laughs) I could definitely see that. Um, Yeah, uh, when I first originally looked at that Titans-Rams game, I was like, all right, the Rams should should beat them, you know, so that was definitely one I was looking at on a a teaser, um, teaser, as a teaser candidate, but I started looking at the game a little bit more. I was like, I mean – it just seems like a game that Tennessee still just comes out and just competitive. And I'm kind of kind of like what you mentioned, the first half. I think that's the half that they're going to have the success. They probably come out, start, come out good, you know, um, in control of the game. And I think this is probably a game that the Rams probably had to fight from, you know, had to fight from, uh, come back from behind, you know, fight, you know, towards the end of the game. Um you know, just because the past two weeks they've been playing, they played probably two of the worst teams in uh, in the lead past two weeks. What they played, uh, um, they played the Texans last week and the week before they played the Lions. So, you know, now they actually step up and to a, a good opponent again. So, you know, it might take some, uh, might take a little bit of in-game, you know, uh, catching on to it, you know, and, Titans do got a good offense. You know, I, I worry about them not having a left tackle. I don't know if he's back or not, LaJuan. Um, and how they deal with Aaron Donald or, you know, if they get pressure on Tannehill. But, you know, I think they'll still try to run the football. You know, they might not be as explosive. Uh, I know for sure they won't be as explosive without Henry. But, you know, if Julio and A.J. Brown is healthy, then you know that's still that still can be a problem. So yeah, this is kind of one. Um, and then looking at the line, you know, the the money's on the Rams. You know, so especially with Derrick Henry going now, you're gonna get people overreacting and just going to go bet the Rams. So you know, the money the money's on the Rams, and it it just ticked down. You know, the opposite way. So you know, this is uh this is one where Tennessee definitely has some value. Um, so I probably. Uh, it's a Sunday night game, so I probably, you know, won't even look to play this one till later. And if I do, I'm not, I'm not even I'm not even sure if I will or not, just because I don't I don't yeah, like yeah. the line. Um, and then the Bears Steelers, I, I man, for some reason I, I want to just say the Steelers just should should cover should win, but I don't know something about it. Yeah, some about it, like you know, the Steelers. It, if the Steelers just come out here and try to do what they do, their offense is limited, you know, and they go out here and try to just run the ball. And Chicago still front seven, you know, they still um, they still try to compete. So if they just don't have no success running the football and they just – I think it's a game where the Bears can just linger around, you know, and it's probably still lose. Yeah. But uh, it's a game I think the Steelers make closer than what it needs to be. I don't know if they lose the game, but – you know, their run defense hasn't been as good this season. Uh, the Steelers run defense. So, you know, Chicago run the ball and has some success and, you know, make a few plays. And, you know, so I don't, I don't know. That game is kind of weird, but the Steelers should win the game. But I, I don't have anything on on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm mad. That's all I have for that, too. Man. 
Um, what was uh, upsets last week? I picked the Jags and and the Giants. Giants actually made that game close. Lost the game by three points. So you know they were um, upset alert. That wasn't a bad one. Uh, this week I don't um, I don't have too many upset alerts this week. To be honest with you, as far as underdogs, um, no by certain amount of points that I think is just going to win the game. Um, I, I would say if I had to pick underdogs that probably I think could win is probably the Browns and the and the uh, the Eagles. Browns, yeah, the Eagles. Make the most sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this first little game got legs going to two now. It, it's moving. I mean, I, I, I see why, you know, now I see, I see why you got some excitement on the uh, on the Frisco side. Arizona's still getting majority of the money in this game, too. That's the yeah. crazy thing. It's going to be another one of them damn weeks. But um, I, 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 the only upset I have, I said I got the – I can see Green Bay covering. Yeah. The total's 48 because um, they're going to run that thing. And then I can obviously see um, – I can see the Browns winning. Last week I had two underdogs, Panthers, and I had the Steelers. They both covered, actually money lined them. So they both won those. Um, that's really – that's all I can see. Uh, the Philly and Chargers game is intriguing, um, very intriguing. But I, I just don't have enough to – I don't. I, I bet Philly has helped me win one game this year, and they also helped me get tossed. <laughs> so I, I, I don't have a side. I don't, I don't have, but, but that's – I would take the Browns. I would take the Packers. Now, I always expect that Packers game to get an eight, so if you smart hold it. But if it moves to seven, I, I would be I'd be tempted to take still take the Packers. But if it goes to eight for sure, I, I would say I give you enough space to to be calm. That even if they beat them by a touchdown, you guys will save space. The seven half is a good number too. So even if it even if they beat them by seven, you still got that hook. Yeah, I mean, I think the Packers are gonna run the football, and I don't know if the Chiefs can stop them from running the football. So. Um, uh, that's the part where I think, uh, you know, even if there's no Aaron Rodgers, they can probably still have a success moving the football. It's, it's really just how confident are you feeling Jordan Lowe to make the, make the plays and does he have timing with the receivers? You know, Aaron Rodgers works on a lot of timing and back, back shoulder throws and extending some plays here and there. So it's, you know, can he, can he kind of re- do some of those same things on the third downs, a uh, crucial situation? So, but I definitely think they can run the ball against the Chiefs. And, um, you know, right now the Chiefs just turning the ball over and they just don't have the same there's, – there's, there's, they don't have the same mojo in that offense. There's, there's, there's stuff going on right now. Um, you know, Kelsey looks either hurt or not – or lack of explosiveness. Um, yeah. Uh, and 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 I don't like Mahomes where he is right now because it looks like he's just trying to play hero ball consistently. And you know, hero ball that's around you throw some interceptions and turnovers, and that's why they leading the league in turnovers right now. So you know, it's it's hard for them to win by margin. Because they they do those two things, they can't really stop anybody, and they keep turning the ball over. So, you know, if Green Bay plays clean and they run the football and 
try to keep Mahomes off the field as much as possible, then yeah, they can stay. In, I think they can stay in this number. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. All right. Well, cool, man. That that concludes week nine of the NFL. Um. Once again, you can always check us out uh, on Twitter and Instagram. The Instagram is my guys with a Z, my guys underscore sports. And the Twitter is just at my guys sports. Um, I'm B Spurl. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Spurl Online. Uh, where can they find you, Average? Uh, you can find me at, at Moneyline Rich on IG, at Moneyline Rich on Twitter. Yes, sir. Um, and, uh, um, I think this week I might have some, some prop bets. I might post in the, in the group too, was just looking at a few of those. I didn't get to mention them, uh, mention them on here, but, um, a few, I was looking at some on there. Um, also we, we, we're going to, we're going to start the basketball soon. So NBA, NBA is starting up, uh, um, you got to let the NBA work the kinks out for you hop in. So um, definitely <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely hop on and do uh, and do the, and do some basketball talk as well. Some NBA. Uh, so that'd be cool. Um, yeah, any anything else? Any notes or any uh, any announcements? No, anything you no, that's it for me. All right. Hey, appreciate y'all tuning in to all bets in with my guy sports. I'm Spurl online. My money line rich, man. You guys enjoy enjoy your weekend. Let's get some money. Hey, see y'all. Cash those tickets. Thanks for tuning in to All Bets In with My Guy Sports. With My Guy Sports. Check us out next time and remember to bet responsibly.